Welcome to Dish of the Day with Eartha Kitten and Delta Van Dam. Today we'll be serving up a big plate of hot takes on whatever the fuck we want to talk about. I wish I had nice nails. I'd rip them off though. It's like a nervous thing every time I get stick on ones or whatever i'm just like i was gonna say you rip off acrylics that's painful <sighs> i'd pick at them which is stupid mm. i've only gotten acrylics like twice and i was like this hurts i know some people who get acrylics because they bite their nails and so it keeps them from like getting at the actual nail bed because mm-hmm. like when you bite you have to bite pretty hard to break an acrylic unless you're me <laughs> um, so yeah i've heard of people like people getting acrylic nails because they bite their nails and like yeah i definitely do the like dolly parton thing sometimes or i'm just like like i don't know if people can hear that but those are my acrylics yay <laughs> stumble out of bed <laughs> That's how she wrote that song. I love it. Mm -hmm. See, I just pick it like, you know, the part where it starts to separate a little bit. Oh, my gosh. You do the black swan thing. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I'm stupid. Don't do that. I didn't say you were stupid. Don't call my friends stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I have poor decision-making skills sometimes. I mean, it's fine. It's fine if you have that as a nervous tick. It's just I am, like, so not the person who, like, picks and touches at my nails. Like, Mm -hmm. so, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's been nice having them done again. It's just, yeah, two of them broke. So, Ouch. welcome to Dish of the Day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Delta. I'm Eartha. And uh, this is going to be our very first uh, Deeper Dish episode. Yeah, we've decided to name any time we do a state of the world type address, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or just take a moment to reflect on what's going on around us and kind of just our thoughts and where we are and where we stand. We're going to call it our deep dish episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have an appetizer for before our deep dish? Um, I have lost all hope in the world <laughs> in the past few days. Um, it's, it's an appetizer. It's not particularly a cheery one. My dumbass decided to read The Stand by Stephen King over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what The Stand is about, it's about... An alternate reality of 1990 where a super flu virus kills 98% of the population of the United States. (laughs) And then there's like a devil antichrist thing. And I'm just like, why did I do this to myself? Oh, man, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like, it's almost like those... You remember, like, when the pandemic first started and everybody was watching Outbreak on Netflix? It yeah. was, like, the number one movie. I was just the person that was like, why are we doing this to ourselves? It was that and Contagion. And Contagion is even worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, how was that? Just It was awful. Yeah. It was very, very awful. Like, I didn't realize I was just, like, kind of re-traumatizing myself until I was, like, three quarters of the way through the book. And I was like... I gotta finish it. <laughs> so I gotta fucking finish this ride. Yeah, I finished yeah. it today because mm. I had to take a day off from work. I finished it today, and it did not end hopefully because they killed off the Antichrist character with a Spoiler nuclear warhead. Oh yeah, well fuck you. The stand's been out. Mm. Fuck you, audience. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, don't be mad at our audience. <laughs> I'm mad at the world. <laughs> We like we want them to come back. I know. Yes, I'm sorry, audience. <laughs> I tortured myself. I don't need to torture you. But 
Needless to say, the ending's not hopeful. So it's like an anti-appetizer. Don't read the stand. I mean, my appetizer is just like a pun even added on top of the world being the fucking shitstorm that it is right now. Um, I, okay, so where I get my nails done, I, you have to schedule an appointment. And so I had an appointment scheduled for tomorrow, but my nails haven't grown that much. So I'm like, all right, I'll just reschedule it for next week. That way I can have, I can like sleep in in the morning and not have to drive to Southwest Detroit from my apartment. And I called today to reschedule and I was like, okay, like I'm going to come first of all. Like, this already had happened, but I have, like, right now I have rhinestones on my nails. One nail, like, four out of five rhinestones popped off. And I was like, whatever, I can replace the rhinestones because, yay, burlesque performer. Mm -hmm. But then I was driving and I literally went to turn onto my street and one of them popped off on the steering wheel. And I was like, this is, I just canceled this appointment. This is crazy. (laughs) And then while I was eating my dinner, because I was eating with my hands, I was eating chicken wings and literally went to bite one and bit my other fingernail off so now i have two missing nails a canceled nail appointment and i have to teach tomorrow fuck i'm just like this is very much not what i wanted to do today is lose two nails the day before i canceled my nail appointment that would have been tomorrow and it's not like i can get it back because i canceled yeah you can't just call back and be like so just kidding Fit me in again, please. So I'm going to try and just like, and it's, for those of you who can't see, it's literally my index finger and my middle finger. Mm -hmm. So now I have Mm -hmm. like the pride nails. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, let's just tell the whole world I'm queer. Like it's, it's, it's an aesthetic and I hate it. Every time I see those pictures, I'm like, that would absolutely not be me. Um, Let's just say I know what to do with long nails. So I'm like, no, I will never have those nails. I really do not care. Like, look at karma. I'm like, yeah, and look at karma. (laughs) Karma's like, you better get your nails ready for the summer if you want vaxxed and waxed summer. (laughs) (laughs) It's just preparing you for the adventure ahead. God, I don't even want the adventure anymore. (laughs) Like... I feel like when I first got vaccinated, I was like, I'm about to live my life. I'm about to put on my whole clothes and be like Leslie Jones and back that shit up. And now I'm just like one person. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like one person that I can trust that we have similar interests and that's it. Like, am I going to get that? Probably not. Cause I'm lazy and I hate everybody at the moment. <laughs> like I hate having conversations and talking to people. This podcast is the most social interaction I want for the rest of the weekend. And I have to teach tomorrow. So, and then if you're listening to this and somehow you were at my class, just know that like I'm recording this on a Friday. I've had a very long day. I'm very excited to teach tomorrow. But right now I'm just like speaking. Yeah. Mm. A lot of social energy. None. Yeah. (laughs) And I have none of it. No battery. Whitney Houston. I have nothing. (laughs) Ah, appetizer. Mm-hmm. We'll get. We'll do happy shit later. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've got happy shit to build up yeah. to. I do have like quite a few things that have happened that I like forgot to mention in the last episode because hurdy her har, I was high. So, woo! <laughs> if you didn't listen to our last episode, we got high. We talked about being high mm-hmm. and eating while high, and somehow we did not gorge on food after that one. I was very tempted. <sighs> I mean, I really wanted to just order McDonald's, but I was like, don't do it. 
Yeah. I think Tyler gave me some Cheetos and I was like, this this is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cheetos are, are good enough. Cheetos hit the spot enough and then I just came home and slept like a baby. Oh yeah, that was a good sleep night. I feel so old saying like, ah, good sleep night. Oh, that's really good. I know, but it's like, it's perfect because we didn't do edibles because we, as we said in the last one, hate them. <laughs> edibles make us not only not sleep well, but wake up and still be high. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have shit to do. Make it stop. Yeah. So, yeah. State of the world. There's a lot to cover. And I just, (laughs) I think, at least for me, and I feel like this is a collective feeling, is that everybody's kind of hitting that wall of like, at least, especially where we are because Michigan cases are so high right now. Mm -hmm. It's like. Okay, so we did all the things, we're getting vaccinated, but now because our fucking state is like, let's just put the kids back in school. Everyone, like, that's where you're seeing the surge in cases is from all these young people who cannot get vaccinated. So it's like, yeah, we opened up vaccines, but it's like we're sending children to school for six weeks. Why? I I don't work in education, so I'm like, I I have no idea why this is even a thing. Like, It's because of standardized testing. Which... They're forcing us to do standardized testing, Michigan at least. And that's another thing that blows my mind because I'm like, we're still doing standardized tests. Haven't the years of like teachers being like, I can't teach because I'm teaching how to teaching these kids how to take a test. Nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Michigan appealed to the federal government and was like, please let us skip our standardized testing this year. And the government said no. So I think that's why a lot of schools are forcing kids to come in. Because right now it's up to the school's discretion. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the schools are like, nah, we'll just have people come in. And when you record high children hospitalizations in the past week. So I, I watch the news too fucking much. I need to stop. <sighs> but it's like a death scroll. Like, but- I get stuck in it. And you watch stuff like that, and it's just like, how am I supposed to feel hopeful about anything ever again? Yeah. Like, we were talking, and we both have this mentality of, like, how am I ever supposed to put any thought or hope into burlesque ever again when this is the world that I live in right now? Yeah. Like, look at outside. And realistically, it's still not going to get much better for a a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially with how we're handling things. I mean, I think I'm kind of grateful that, like, we have such a slow start because a lot of, like, local venues are, like, we're not opening. We don't care, like, if people say it's safe. And I'm like, I appreciate that. I do. Like, above all else, I appreciate people taking a thing to be like, we'll work with certain things. But, like, having a whole audience in here is not happening. Yeah. Which is good. But also that's going to last for as long as it needs to. And it's already been a year. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like losing, at least for me, I'm just losing steam on like, how am I supposed to feel like I ever even want to get on stage again? If there's no audience there anymore. Yeah. It's really hard. It's, it's difficult for sure. The motivation is not there. Mm-hmm. My, I've been working on a blue act for two years now <laughs> and the costume is just staring at me from the closet and it's whispering delta rhinestone me delta and i'm like no you know i can't i'm tired there's 
a TikTok audio that perfectly describes probably every single project in my apartment right now. Yeah. Where it's like, so the TikTok audio is from like a Medea play and it's like, it's like me walking in with a new project and all my unfinished projects are like, she don't see us. <laughs> I see me, you see me. Yeah, I see you, you see me. It's just like my crocheting box and my rhinestones mm-hmm. and my craft stuff and like all my card stuff just staring at us like we are all unfinished in these boxes. What are but you doing? But what do I walk in here with? Paint. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I bought a headboard. I'm going to paint it. And then they're like, you, you, you don't have anything else to fill up your time. This is what you think you should be doing right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just... <sighs> I've been working on a crochet plush for six months. It's not finished. <laughs> I said I was going to do a scarf and a. I was going to do one scarf by the end of the year. And I don't know if that's going to happen because so far all I've done is some really ugly squares. I, yeah. Yep. I don't, I mean, I, yeah, again, I've, I think I've said this before. It probably would help if I counted my stitches, but no, I'm going to figure it out by myself. Counting stitches fucking sucks. I'm going to go, I'm going to skip all that and just be an expert at it. And then I look and it's just like Wobbly. one side is just like, it's yep. just like throwing up gang signs. And I'm like, hmm, hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, if this would help if I actually paid attention to what the book <laughs> and the YouTube and the stitching guide is telling me and the needles <laughs> that like count your stitches. No. No, not gonna do it. It's the simplest thing that will make your things look so much more cohesive. But I said no. I mean I've been crocheting for ten years and I just started counting my stitches this year. <laughs> I never my mom crocheted forever and I never saw her counting stitches. She literally would just sit there with the TV on and be like like one row one row one row two days later i have a new hat like honestly like i don't know why i avoided it for so long because once you start counting stitches you're like oh okay this makes so much more sense now because you can start seeing the pattern in it Mm -hmm. but i was just so fucking stubborn until i got a stitch marker it's just literally like a little necklace clasp but Mm -hmm. made of plastic that saved my life Hmm. but I mean, don't follow my advice. It took me 10 years to follow. I'm just about figure to that cheat out. and buy one of those loops that you can make the hats on. Yes. My mom had them somewhere in the house. And I know if I just go to my dad's house and look really well, I can find them. Because we didn't, I know, well, he kept all her knitting stuff completely together. And he's like, well, this is what you need, right? I'm like, no, I don't want to learn how to knit. Ooh, I man. barely know how to crochet right now. She knew how to knit, crochet, sew, all of that. So, like, all her knitting stuff ended up in my room. And I, like, went back to get it. And I'm like, none of this is crochet. Uh-uh. Like, yeah, where's her crochet stuff? He's like, oh, I don't know. I thought that was all of it. Oh, my God. Useless. <laughs> you're, no, you're no help at all. But, yeah. I, yeah. But, yeah, that's, you know, that's my life. It's just like, she was see us. <laughs> is she working on something the fuck else? That's so accurate. I'm just thinking of my craft room with all the scraps of fabric mm-hmm. and the unfinished costumes and the spray paint cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I have, like, acrylic paint and I have, like, I made, I finally made a wreath for my door, but I'm pretty sure, like, I still have uh, a couple of stickers to send out and I bet you they're all just sitting there in a pile, like, on the thing next to the envelopes that they have to go in, like, two steps. Mm-hmm. Put me in an envelope and address it. That's it. And I'm like... No, I'm going to make this very intricate hot glue gun wreath instead <laughs> because I would like it to be spring. Um, Embrace the hyper focus. <laughs> it's 
It's like, yeah, I will get to you when I have no more time to avoid you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When people start yelling at me that they haven't gotten their stickers, I will get to you. Until then. No, I'm going to send them out in the morning. I have plans or whatever. But yeah, I think, yeah. This week was rough also. Yeah, it was a rough one. It was a rough news week in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that are listening in the future, we're recording this the Friday after Derek Chauvin was found guilty, which is like, woo. The tiniest of woo. Yeah, like, uh-huh. it's It's one of those things where it happened and I was like holding my breath, like, I was at work and we were listening on NPR and we were just holding our breath because it's like one of two things is about to happen here. Like what we thought was going to happen, which is like he's found not guilty and the entire fucking country is about to erupt yet again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to have to deal with all of that washing back over us because that was a traumatic ass summer last year. Yeah. Um, or what did happen was that he was found guilty and now it's like that, I called it a very rushed sigh of relief. It's like a, it's not a huh, it's a ho. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so what comes next? And what comes next is that a 15 year old girl dies in Columbus, Ohio. And yeah. I can't even see pictures of her because I have a cousin who looks exactly like her. Like, every time, and she had a TikTok, and I'm just like, what am I supposed to feel in a world where this is okay? Yeah. And people can justify that this girl deserved to die. And I have to, like, avoid, I had to avoid a lot of Facebook. I had to avoid a lot of, like, Twitter, not so much, because everybody on my Twitter timeline is basically saying the same thing. But Facebook can be tricky in those situations, because even if you feel like you're the wokest and, like, brightest of white people, you still end up saying something that can trigger somebody else. Yep. So yep. it's like, when we say, when and when I say we, I mean black people, when we say, like, hey, decenter yourselves, it's a lot more than just saying, like, I'm so outraged. It's like, you may be quick to be able to process your feelings about it and be ready to say something. Don't. Maybe don't. Yeah. Because yours isn't the word that people always need to hear in that moment. Like, just... Focus your efforts elsewhere. But what do I know? I, you know, I've been saying this for over a year. Nobody listens to me. So again, been a hard, been a hard week. Yeah. That's the state of my world right now. It's like, yeah, literally every time I see this little girl's face, like my eyes just like well up with tears. Cause I'm just like, I have a cousin who looks exactly like her, who was not that much younger than her. And I'm just like, this is hitting too close to home. I mean, they all do. But this one, I was just like, this is hard this one hurts because it's like and she was a child and I love children and I'm just sitting here like what world am I supposed to live in (laughs) literally yesterday was earth day and all I could think is that one girl song that's like earth is ghetto and I want to (laughs) leave yeah uh true my my problem is and I should say her name by the way which was Micaiah Bryant I shouldn't just say like a 15 year old girl it's just like it's yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Facebook is a shit show. The thing that's getting me, and I'm not smart enough to get off of Facebook. I just get addicted to it. But it's like the we should be celebrating. I'm like, what? What should we be celebrating? There's nothing to celebrate no. in this. And 
the the thing that I keep seeing that I 100% agree with is like this isn't justice. Justice would be if George Floyd was still alive. Mm-hmm. Like it and that's the thing that people don't understand. People love to throw around that argument of like oh, well, we don't know the full story. We never will know the full story because it keeps ending the same way. These people are dead. And the only, like, there are two, there's literally the other person that could tell the whole story, their whole version of the story is not here. Mm-hmm. So no, we don't know this. So yeah, you're, you're right. We don't know the whole story. You don't either. So you telling me that like, oh, she was wielding a knife or he might've had a gun in the car or she doesn't know what her taser feels like. All that is bullshit to me because, like, the person who could tell the right side of the story is not here. And then you continue, and then it's like you continue to disrespect people because then we have to see videos of, you know, a black and brown military person who's being held up at a car at gunpoint. And for what? What what are we even doing? It's just, again, what world are we living in? Like, what world? Why is this? Why do we live in a world where this is okay? Please, anyone enlighten me on how I'm supposed to feel like I should even get out of bed in the morning when I have to literally tiptoe throughout my whole entire life and then people literally watch people get on the internet and fight with each other about stupid white semantics I'm like nobody cares about this right now Mm. nobody cares that you're the better ally right now just shut up yeah to quote caffeine I think caffeine said this cookie points or allyship cookies allyship cookies yes yes not they're not real yes one of my best friends who's also a burlesque performer uh caffeine love trademarked the term allyship cookies and they're not they're not real you're not going to get them nope. at least not for me and it's another thing is that allyship isn't something that is it's earned and you don't get to call yourself that like you have to continuously just do that and sometimes we'll say you are and sometimes we won't like it's like nice guy syndrome. If you tell me you're a nice guy, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that you're not a nice guy because you're going around telling people that you're a nice guy. Yeah. Like, if you are like, I'm an ally. I'm an ally. I'm like, eh. Who told you that? <laughs> do, do you have, like, I don't even know what to say. Just, like, I question. It's... <sighs> It's a difficult thing to make people realize, and I'm really sick of doing it. Like, that's one of the reasons I haven't been super vocal this time around, because I'm just like, no, I did it. And it was, you know, and to be fair, it is gruesome work, but it is work that for me, I feel like my lived experiences, I'm allowed to bow out of teaching people about that, especially when they don't take it to heart. Like, I'm like, half the stuff I said, y'all didn't listen anyway. You didn't learn anything. Because literally two seconds later, you're back to posting your ass pictures. And I'm sitting up here still crying about somebody else who died. Like, it's just we live in two different worlds. And people hate to hear that. They all want to believe that, like, we live in this, like, super one world and we have this one equality. I'm like, no. Mm -mm. I was raised differently than my white friends. And that's always going to be the case. Whenever I choose to bring a child into this world, I have to raise that child differently because they are going to be different. It's the sad truth, but it's like... I can't sit here and make you see that. You can sit up here and tell me the whole time where it's like, I was raised to never see color. So this is all very new to me. Okay, that's fine. I don't care because I didn't have that choice. Yeah. It's, you know, it goes back to that quote and I don't remember who said this, but it is true. It's like, if 
it is a privilege to learn about racism instead of experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how many of you are out there thinking like, well, I've experienced racism because I got picked on for being white. That's not a thing. Oh, my God. Just That's shush. not a thing. And if you try to, like, align yourself with black people being like, well, you don't know my life because I grew up poor and in the hood. So you think all black people have that experience? Hmm. Let's analyze that belief right there. I'm just going to leave that there for you. (laughs) That's where I'm going to leave that. It's like, okay, so you don't see the... Okay. Food for thought. You know that believing that all black people went through that shit is racist. What? What? No. What? No. Me? I'm not racist because I'm not actively calling you the N-word to your face. That's racist. I'm friendly to one black person, so I'm basically... I sent you money that one time. How can I be racist? Oh, my God. It's, you... it's sad because something like that to the effect has been said to me. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When you posted the other day, I forget exactly what it was, but something about on social media, oh. black people reaching out to their white friends and comforting them. I'm like, but why? Uh-huh. What? And then the, the, well, the best part of the reason why I posted that is because at the end, the person who posted that literally said, um, I'm gonna let y'all know right now, I'm not finna do that. Y'all will be all right. Cause mm-hmm. that's exactly where I am. I'm like, oh, I am definitely not coddling feelings. Please do not hop up in my inbox talking about like, I'm thinking of you. I want you to be okay. And I said this a million times last year, so I'm sure people got the message, but I'm just like, you know, I don't need that at the moment. I need my space and I need a vacation. So that's where my energy is focused right now is like finding my own peace of mind again. I literally tweeted today that it's time for me to schedule my quarterly cry near a body of water. And if I'm lucky, it will also be raining because I usually once a year I cry in the rain or I cry near a body of water. Like maybe this year I'll be lucky and both will happen. And I'll go to a body of water and it'll start raining and I can just scream at the sky. Yes. Just wail. I'm like, that's just, that's what I need right now. I'm like, this is, this is a lot. Um, but yeah. No, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> when I, I was at the point where I was like, do I want to say something? I was like, I don't really want to say anything to fuel anyone's fire because people don't listen anyway. And then I saw that being shared and I was like, perfect. That's exactly how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. I will not be coddling white feelings today. <laughs> You're not getting, <laughs> I think I commented because one of my friends was like, what? And I was like, no, you're not getting a we did a Joe moment out of me. Because there's that picture of Kamala Harris who's going around where she's like right after they have found out that like she was like on a run or something and she's like, we did it, Joe. And they had like won. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you're not getting that moment out of me because we ain't did shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we are not in this together. This is not the end of High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> broken. <laughs> I broke Delta. She can't. She's just like moving. Uh, I broke her. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. It's just so accurate. They like expect, expect this musical ending. We're all in this together. Like, Do the choreographed. And there's two black kids at the end of that dancing <laughs> with their two white friends. So it's like Yay, Yay, we fixed racism. We brought together sports and theater. That's the same as racism, right? Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Sports are really racist, and so is theater. Yep. (sighs) Yeah. Theater. Mm Mm-hmm. 
had a thought today that like whenever I finally do get to go to like the first like musical like Broadway musical at the Fisher Theater like I used to always do I'm probably just gonna cry I'm gonna sob I'm probably and it'll who knows what it'll be because the season for next year is like hairspray and uh something else and like what the constitution means to me Hades Town is coming but I'm just like I don't care which show is the first one that I see I know that I'm gonna sit there and like take my little selfie with my mask and the program and you're just gonna see tears like forming and like stuck at the top of that mask just like I can't believe I finally get to do this again I get to see a show in my favorite place it's like I can feel it it's coming but I'm just like just hold on for one more day to quote Wilson Phillips yeah I actually meant to text you this I had a dream that we both were like Broadway's here let's go and we went to the theater and we were just crying the whole time I mean that's probably what's gonna happen it's gonna happen that's probably what's gonna happen because like I have like yeah I don't yeah I my friend Zelda would like take me to shows and stuff because she would get season tickets and sometimes be like you want to come with me Mm. um but even like before I would like I remember one time there was a day where I had like a horrible day at work and this was back when I could save money because I didn't have a car (laughs) um but I well I had a car but it was a piece of shit and so I didn't have to like pour money into it or whatever um and so one day it was like there was a show in town I think it was once the musical Mm. which is beautiful Mm -hmm. definitely not something you would probably think that i'd be into but i was like yeah no i love this and so they were here and they had tickets available and i was sitting there on my lunch break and i was like i like looked at my coworker. i was like i think i'm gonna go see a show tonight and she's like okay (laughs) and i'm just like and i literally like sat there got on Ticketmaster, paid and like went it was like the day before valentine's day so it was like I just took myself on a date, went and saw a show, then I went and got a burger afterwards. And I'm okay. like, that sounds so nice right now. Mm-hmm. And where we are, it is so dangerous. <laughs> so, seems so out of reach, but I'll be so happy when I can just like sit in a theater and like hear an overture again mm-hmm. and like applaud somebody and like just, yeah. At this point, I'll go see a performance of Our Town. <sighs> at this point. <laughs> I don't know if I'm there. <laughs> I'm at that point. I'm just like, I anything. Would see, I, would, I would sit through a community production of Les Mis. That was the last show I saw, and it makes me very sad. <laughs> I mean, what a what a prophetic show. Yeah. <laughs> I What was the last Broadway show that I saw? I feel, no, you know what it was? It was a Bronx Tale. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's just okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I, yeah, it was, yeah. I'm trying to think of the last one I saw that I was just, like, like, blown away by, I guess. I'm trying to think. I don't know. The it's last one I was, oh, God, it's been so long. I, have never been able to like regularly go to theater because it's just like a splurge that I do for myself. The mm-hmm. last show I saw was Les Mis, but the last one that actually blew my mind was Mephistopheles. Hmm. It was like an opera production of Mephistopheles, the okay. Faust tale, and mm-hmm. God, it was beautiful. Yeah, I'm trying to think before. Did I see any shows like in 2019? I feel like I didn't because I was like dirt poor. 
I think, honestly, I think the last one that I saw that I was, like, crazy about was Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Because I went to Chicago to see, like, the live version. Um, yeah, because when I went to New York, I saw Aladdin. Okay. Mm, it's yeah. not good. It's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. But it's, like, yeah. It was important because that was the first one that I saw, like, on Broadway. Like, actual on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking back, I kind of wish I would have spent my money to see Phantom of the Opera because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. That I would have known what I was getting into. Um, but Aladdin, I mean, Aladdin is fun. It's just it's a touch cheesy. Yeah, just a bit. And it's, like, hard because Aladdin's my favorite Disney movie. So everything that I see that's not the original Disney movie, I'm like, this kind of sucks. Sucks. Yeah. But, I re- yeah, I think Hamilton was the last one I saw and I was just like, I love theater so much. <laughs> like, I can't even, because I didn't, yeah, I haven't been to, like, a community show around here in quite some time. Because, like, the one community theater that does like really good shows whenever they do like something really popular it sells out really quickly yeah yeah but even you know what to be honest i'm at the point where like i would sit through like a shit rinky dinky like something right now if it just meant that i could like be in a theater and be watching something that a crew of people put together that i didn't have to perform in my fucking dining room Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah, or like I said, I didn't have to rehearse, and it's just me on stage. I'm like, I just want to be a part of something bigger at this point. Like I said, our town. Let's go see it. <laughs> Let's put on our own version with just the two of us. Yes. <laughs> Theater. What's the one? What's the main guy in that show? Biff. I think so. Yeah, it's been been so long. Or is that Death of a Salesman? I think it's Death of a Salesman. Yeah. I forget what our town is about, to be honest. <sighs> I just remember it being bad. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just, it's like, I feel like our town is one that a lot of community theaters do. Oh, yeah. And like, Les Mis when they can. And then, what's the, oh, Diary of Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. I just, mm, rag time. No, not ragtime. Ain't misbehaving. Mm-hmm. That was a bad, bad. That was a bad move as a black person for me to mix those up. But ain't misbehaving happened a lot too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just, yeah. I would love to be able to just like go to the theater, have a nice glass of wine at the theater. Because I used to go, and when I would go, I would go like full out bougie. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, I'm gonna have a nice cup of wine, and I'm gonna get some peanut M Ms. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the mezzanine nice. and I'm going to enjoy myself. And then like, yeah, the theater here, the Fisher theater at least is not far from like one of my favorite bars. So I would go there afterwards and be like, I'm going to have a burger. I'm going to have an angry orchard. Uh, and if I have money, I'm going to play my favorite Prince song on the radio. <laughs> that yeah. sounds so nice. It's just, Yeah. Small pleasures would be so appreciated. Right very now. much, very much so. I just, yeah. Even like, I feel like I, like I was saying earlier, like I would even love to just be on the crew of a show mm-hmm. right now. Like I will wear my all black clothes. I will, you know, do the heavy lifting and the striking and all that. I would, I would gladly do that right now if it meant that I didn't have to completely do like an act for myself yeah it's just yeah oh i miss it so much mm-hmm. i it's like and it's weird because like i keep hearing these stories of like theater being like all up in arms well i should say this 
Broadway's all up in arms. That's another state of the world thing is that this producer, I think he's a producer. He's a big, he's a Broadway heavyweight, Scott Rudin. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Heard of him, yeah. But he's producing an all-white version of The Music Man, even though we're in 2021 and we've all said all-white cast should be a thing of the past. He's like, nope, I got a vision and I'm sticking to it. So he did this and then all of these claims came out against him that he was like verbally abusive, physically abusive. I don't... I don't remember seeing anything about sexual assault in there, but in this day and age, it's probably best to just assume that somewhere in there, there's something mixed with that. For sure. Anyway, all this stuff came out and then like the cast is just like, eh, like the two kind of like main people in the cast are like, eh, and he's not even leaving the show. He's stepping back. Oh my God. It's like, What? So another person who, uh, Karen Olivo, who was in, um, who was playing the main role in Moulin Rouge was like, no, I'm actually not going back to Broadway because I, well, the way she said it is, um, people are more important than your pocketbook because like the Broadway community is basically like, we're just going to keep going. Like nothing's happening. And she's like, no, something is happening. Like he's a monster and he shouldn't be able to work anymore. Yeah. And I was just like. Rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. I love her even more. <laughs> like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And that's another state of the world thing. White men, go away. Go home. <laughs> that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. White men, white, especially white street men, go away. Go back to there wherever needs to you be, came from. There needs to be less of you. Yeah. And, yes, do I care if I polarize people with that statement? Not necessarily. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can get mad. Don't care. I. My mind is blown sometimes by the audacity and the caucasity. Yeah. It's like, you. Did you just say that to me out loud? Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess that's what we're doing now. You just made me flash back to. I forget which college it was, but it's a college. It was a college theater, and they cast a white man as Martin Luther King. Yeah. I I that made me speechless. I was like, who? What? When, where, and why? I mean Listen, <laughs> here's a story that'll really blow your mind. So I went to a predominantly black high school, right? Mm-hmm. And we had the theater department and we did a raisin in the sun. Mm-hmm. Predominantly black high school. Uh, I guess this was back in the time when it was okay to say nobody auditioned because we had a white woman play the role of the wife, Ruth, in the play. It was I shouldn't say woman. She was a girl because we were in high school. But nonetheless, and I'm just like, and I look and I think back on that and I'm just like, there's nothing that any of us really knew what to do at that point. But I'm thinking back and I'm just like, why did no one think this was a terrible idea? Yeah. One of her lines in there is, ain't I a colored woman? And you have this white woman saying that. Oh my this God. This white girl saying that. And it's just like, there's colorblind casting. And then there's just like, no, because <laughs> like, it's a predominantly black high school. So if you need someone to play that role, maybe you like reach out to the theater people who are black and say like, Hey, I see you didn't audition. Like, can you come read for this? Like, and it's a high school show. 
who cares if she can't act? Mm-hmm. Like, just do it for the integrity. Put her in there. For the integrity of the show. It's just like, nobody came to see that show. And I'm just like, yeah, I wonder why. Mm. <laughs> like, I wondered the hell why. Let's think on that. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, and I'm pretty sure our high school and our, di- our other high school in our district did the same show that year. No white people in that production. Mm. So it's just like, what? How did you miss this? The saddest part about that was, is the person who directed that was white, but was like, never had made a decision like that. So it was just like, where'd we go wrong here? Yeah. It's like, where, where's the disconnect here? I know she's like your favorite, but like, she, save her for the show that you don't do about black people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Casting decisions. Whole ass mess. Yeah. But, you know, that was also the year my high school did fame. And that was a good, that was a good show. That was not my senior year. I wish that was my senior show, but yeah. I remember crying at the end because all the seniors were graduating and I was like, they're all leaving. And it's like, there's like a graduation scene at the end. Mm -hmm. And then the next year we did Footloose and I was like, I hate all of you. (laughs) You've ruined it. But no, I didn't like, it was a love-hate thing. They all hated me because I was the person who took it too seriously and I was student director and I'm just like, you all suck. (laughs) You all don't understand what's riding on this. And then, uh, yeah, now that I'm, like, removed from high school, I'm like, yeah, I was kind of like the Rachel Berry that year. I don't know if you ever watched Glee, but I'm like, I took it way too seriously. Did not do anything with that student director title. It's like, nobody cares that I was student director in high school now. I still tell people, because I'm like, yeah, that was kind of cool. If you want to know how seriously I took it, like. Those student leadership positions will get you. That was how I was when I was section leader. (laughs) I feel your pain. Yeah, I was, like, costume manager one year, and then that year I just was, like, I, like, just remembered how much I loved it, and I was, like, such a rush from, like, being in charge that I, like, went to my uh, my dance teacher who, like, directed the musicals, and I was, like, yeah, I really want to try, like, being a student director, and she was, like, okay, like, I'll keep that in mind, and then she asked me the next year, she's, like, what are you doing for the musical? And I was, like, yeah, I was, like, I mean, I was, like, um, I was, like, Clyde keeps trying to make me do lights, and I don't want to do that, so I'm going to, I was, like, probably set design. I was, like, I'll probably just go back to set design. She's, like, no, I think you're going to be student director. I was, like, <laughs> yes. yeah, I'll be student director. So I was, yeah, I was very bossy and uh, just took it very seriously and thought everybody should take it as seriously as I did. Um, but you know, that's not going to happen because unlike me, they didn't want to do that with their life. I'm like, everybody doesn't want to do theater for the rest of their life. Y'all are stupid. This is the funnest job ever. I'm just jealous of your high school theater experience. Our high school theater experience was the stage in the cafeteria where the teachers ate lunch. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) That was middle school. We didn't really have like a theater program in middle school, but we, my... Eighth grade English teacher. We all have that one English teacher that changed our life. Mm-hmm. My uh, eighth grade English teacher started a film club, and I was in that, and that's kind of what started like literally everything. Yeah, with me wanting to be like behind the scenes of like creative stuff. I was like, I did film club last year, and that was kind of cool. Acting is like that. Theater is like that. Why don't I just keep going with that? Yeah, I didn't get to do high school theater, but like like I said. It was just in the cafeteria. <laughs> I just did community theater. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, man. Own set of problems? Yeah, that's a whole other thing. My mom was on the 
board of directors or whatever, mm. which I will leave my mom issues outside of this podcast. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, I feel like every, almost every theater operates the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we were talking about this earlier. It's like every theater department is just like, everyone's messing around with each other. Uh-huh. And if they're not messing around with each other, there's drama because two of them used to mess around uh-huh. with each other. And then like with me, I'd be sitting on the outside, on the outsides with the crew members like, I am not messing with any of them uh-huh. because actors are too much. They're a lot. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that shit. I mean, much like burlesque people, they have to be the star. And... As, like, burlesque people will argue that. They'll be like, no, I'm, like, introverted and all that stuff. But deep down inside, you know you have to be the star. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even that you have to be the center of attention. It's, like, you have to be the one that's interesting. Because your life is, our lives are interesting and cool. So it's, like, no. You're not going to be the person who's going to, like, bring something spectacular to my life. Like, I I have the cool life here. So, like, (laughs) just worship that. Understand that, appreciate that, and we'll be fine. Yeah, I wish more people had an understanding of that. No. But self-awareness is a lot to ask. Especially of arts people. Yeah. Even I get to the point where I'm like, bitch, nobody is fighting you. (laughs) Why are you sitting up here screaming on Facebook about shit that nobody's mad about? Why am I fighting myself? Exactly. Nobody cares. (laughs) You're literally arguing with yourself right now. It's like, ah. and then you're just like, I know, but it needed to be said. <laughs> that may be true, but it still needed to be said. Mm-hmm. I stand, I said what I said. I stand by what I said. Exactly. It's like, am I going to retract that? Oh, absolutely Never. not. I said what I said, even though it didn't need to be said because nobody was saying anything in the first place. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Theater people are literally the epitome of that meme where it's like, nobody, nobody, me, the bad. Just like craziness into the void. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. And yet I miss it so much. Yeah, I would, yeah. If if somebody offered me like a decent enough paying job on like the crew of like some traveling show that probably is only going to be nine weeks, I'd probably take it. Mm -hmm. At this point, I take it because I'm like, every time I think that I'm like going to walk away from theater, I'm like, you know, you're not going to, I don't care. I, even if I got a job just making show posters right now, it would be great to be a part of something again. Yeah. I'll take a publicity job. Mm-hmm. I hate publicity. <laughs> I listen, I hate lighting and sound They They intimidate me so yeah. much. I cannot do lighting and sound. And yet, because of, again, the state of the world, if you offered me that, I'd be like, I'll learn it. Fuck it. Just yeah. let me do it. I'll learn it. I'll, and if I don't learn it, I'll suck at it and you can put me somewhere else. Like, I just want to be a part of this. Um, yeah. Just put me with the board. Give me two hours. And I haven't felt that way since I was, like, probably, like, 22, maybe. And, yeah, that was a while ago. So I'm just like, I... Definitely. I'm like, for me to be feeling that, I'm like, all right, so we probably need to start looking at, like, how we get back into theater when the world opens up, when it's safe to do so. Because I'm just like, this is, you know, this is your baby. This is what you want to do with your life. You might as well do it, you know? I mean, if you want to do Waiting for Godot, (laughs) we can do Waiting for Godot. (laughs) I feel like if I'm going to do a dramatic play, I would want it to be like, I don't know. I don't even know. See, dramatic plays are not my thing. Like, if I'm going to do a play, it's going to be like a farce. 
I love those too. Yeah. And then be a farce or like a murder mystery. Like we can do Knives Out live. I would love that. Knives Out, Lives Out. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, I would love to be in like a rinky dink. We could do Clue. Oh my God, Clue. Yes, mm-hmm. please. I would just love to be in like a dinner Can we do theater. a Zoom Clue? Has someone done Zoom Clue? Probably, but fuck it. Let's do another one. I don't want to do it with anybody here, though. Nope. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I would. There, there are people I would do it here with. <laughs> there are. I, yeah. I, I, um, yeah, no. I don't know. Doing a Zoom show is hard, though. Like, Zoom shows are... It's uh, literally, all I think of is like that opening scene to the Brady Bunch where you're just like looking at each other and then looking down, but you don't really know where to look. Mm-hmm. God, don't even get me started on Zoom theater right now. <laughs> Flashbacks. I know. Just whoop, nope, nope, nope. I mean, Zoom burlesque shows are not where it's at either. I'm just like, can we stop trying to make this live performance on Zoom happen? Just let us do pre recorded stuff, please. please. Stop making us do live stuff in our homes. I tried the live show shit, like watching on Zoom. The first one I tried to watch was Burly Picks. Hated it. That was on YouTube. Yeah. Well, no, you all did the... Are you talking about the Wisconsin one or the Michigan one? The Wisconsin one. Okay. Yeah. And that was on YouTube, too, but I, like, did a live watch through with other people. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like this. There's something... To me, and this is not a knock on other performers, I don't like seeing into my performer's living room. Mm -hmm. It just kind of takes away the, what is it called? The suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they're so glamorous and whatever. And I'm looking at their couch with like Cheetos on it. I mean, that's, I mean, I know for me, I'm like, that's how I feel. That's why like whenever I like record stuff I always put like a backdrop behind me because I'm like no mm-hmm. like TikTok is different like I'll do it in my hallway but like yeah most of the time if I have to like record something I'll be like uh, I would like a backdrop because I don't want y'all to see my house I mm-hmm. want you to see where I live but like yeah it's <sighs> yeah that's a thing and yeah it does it, for me it just feels like an invasion of privacy I feel yeah. like I feel like show people definitely need to have like their homes where it's like if I invite you in, that's one thing. But having to have this be now where I make my money and it's like, but this is where I go to escape from being that person. At least exactly. for me, it was. It's like, this is where I get to not be Eartha for a little while. This is where I just get to be me and like wear my fuzzy slippers and my pajamas and, you know, go to bed at 9 p.m. if that's what I fucking feel like. You know, I don't have to be the night owl or whatever. Yeah. Um, it feels voyeuristic almost. Yeah, and it's almost like, but yeah, and voyeurism is also consent based. So it's like, do you want me to see this right yeah. now? It's like there's no. It's like obviously you have no choice, but yeah, I can't think of that. Yeah. And I get really distracted when people don't vacuum. <laughs> Your own personal. <laughs> I don't know why, but literally the whole time I was watching Burly Picks, I was like. Vacuum! <laughs> Vacuum! Of <laughs> all the things to be, like, picky about the background. That's my ADHD. I was just hyper-focusing on that shit. I'm like... I get really mad uh, when I see somebody who, like, broadcasts or something in their house. Is, the backdrop is, like, supposed to not be put together, but you can tell it's put together. Yeah. Like, this is... I mean, 
I could rant about Jimmy Fallon for an entire podcast, but he like did this thing where he was like in his house and he's like recording social distance with the roots and they did helpless and it's fine. It's a fine video, but he's in his office and his office is just so neat and put together, but with like a touch of like vintage rustic charm. And I'm just like, I know your markers are not perfectly like that all the time. I know your desk is not like that all the time. Why are you putting on this front? Just let us see the filth. You have children. I know your home is filthy. Let us see it. It's the same thing. I mean, like, I'm one to talk because I'll put up a whole sheet and glitter backdrop. But at least you know that's covering up the filth behind me. I'm like, yes, behind me it is a hot fucking mess. But in this little square of my computer screen top-notch i get to pretend that it's not right and then it's just like but then like other people are like here's my beautiful growing plant and here's my matching growing plant and here's my you know my just oh this is just some wallpaper that i put up and it's like bitch we know we know (laughs) we know it's a mess you know just a happy medium that's all i ask stop you're not better than me Don't you judge me and don't you sit there with your high on your horse with your put together house pretending like you know me better than I know myself. I will come in there and mess up papers just to fuck with you. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't do virtual shows. (sighs) Well, you better get used to it because that's all we have. This is why I'm just, I'm on hiatus apparently. I I still talk to people, but... Mm -hmm. Mentally, yes, I'm on a hiatus. Mentally, I am that video. I don't know if you saw, but there's a video of all of, the, like, a bunch of, like, the alphabas that have been alphaba on Broadway and Wicked, and the part in Defying Gravity where she goes, ah, <laughs> they all do it, but separately. <laughs> it's just a good, like, two-minute chunk of this video of these people screaming, ah, <laughs> and I'm, like, mentally, I'm that two minutes of just, ah, uh, over and over and over again. <laughs> Accurate. I'll just show it to you after because I'm like, mentally, I've been here since about mid March. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Make it stop. Mm-hmm. Make it stop. The state of the world is shit. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, do we have a dessert? I'm trying to think of a sweet spot. I'm trying so hard. I mean, I can go. Go, and then I'll think of something. I mean, you you know what it is, but, like, I don't, I didn't talk about this on the last one, and I forgot to, I've forgotten to bring it up, but, like, what was it? Was it last month? I don't know. I don't know. Time is fake. Mm-hmm. But I was a part of, so if anybody out there listens to Fake Doctors Real Friends, and you listen to their most current episode, it was the, they released the audio of the quarantine show. And you might have heard a familiar voice on there because I competed. So Fake Doctors Real Friends is is a Scrubs rewatch podcast hosted by Zach Braff and Donald Faison, the stars of Scrubs. And I was picked to compete for a date with one of the producers of the show. Her name is Joelle. She's very awesome. I have a very big crush on her still. Um, And so I competed for a date on the podcast and they released the audio and since then like I've gotten like you know a couple of really nice people reach out to me and um so uh, this weekend I'm actually recording a guest spot on another podcast to talk about my time on there 
And it's just nice because people were very nice in the Discord chat. Oh, yes. <laughs> and people were very nice on Twitter. A lot of people were like, we were rooting for you. So it's like, it's very nice. So if you listen to Fake Doctors Real Friends or you don't listen to Fake Doctors Real Friends, you can, uh, if you listen to the second contestant, that is me. And if you have not listened to it, if you would like something new to go listen to after you binge our podcast, um, you can go listen to that one and find out if I want a, de- a date with Joelle or not. Yeah, it was a good show. Mm-hmm. I was watching most of the show. I think it was like 10 minutes late. Mm-hmm. It was just a fucking blast watching the chat. I told you about it. I don't want to spoil anything, but mm-hmm. the chat was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. That can be a sweet spot. The only other sweet spot I can think about is Peanut has been, Peanut McCat, our wardrobe Mm -hmm. research assistant, has been very cuddly this week. He will not leave me alone. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Peanut is not the cuddler. He's not. Like, Peanut doesn't like being picked up. Even though he's so chunky and sweet. Yeah, he likes to be in the same room with you, but if you try to touch his chunky sweetness, he's just like, eh, no, get away from me. This is too much. I did not ask for this. He's, yeah. yeah. And then Rocco's the death cat. Yeah. He's like, you will not touch me, but I will touch you. And if you don't pet me back, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, Rocco, I mean, we have an understanding, but Rocco hasn't quite warmed up to me at all. And it's been how long? It's been a year and a half almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Those are two very interesting cats. Yes. <laughs> I'll just take peanut cuddles. He doesn't quite know how to be a lab cat, which is funny. Mm-hmm. So he'll, like, stand directly on my chest mm-hmm. or, like, put one of his feet on my head <laughs> and be like, this is lab cat, right? That's <laughs> so funny because he has a thumb. Yes. So I'll just get the thumb claw digging into my head, and I'm like... He's like, this is affection. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And he's just, like, doing the biscuits thing, and I'm like, ow, ow. But he's trying really hard to be cuddly, so... Which is so nice, because I swear to you, if if Peanut was a cuddler while I was there, I would have stolen him. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, I can't even have cats in this apartment, but I can't live without this cat. (laughs) He's just, yeah, Peanut is the one that will, like, respect your space and be like, I'm not going to come, like, to you if you don't want me to. Mm -hmm. And he'll give you very sweet kisses and he won't, like, look at you like he's going to kill you. (laughs) Unlike Rocco. Rocco literally stares at you while you're sleeping and plots your death while he's (laughs) staring in the crack of your doorway. (laughs) And he's the one who comes up to you and he cuddles you and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Like... What do you want, Rocco? And it's not that he wants, at least with me, it was never that he wanted to cuddle with me. It was just like, count your fucking days, bitch. I'm taking back my room any day now. You're only here because I allow you to be here. Exactly. Count your fucking days. If you don't feed us in the morning before you leave, you can consider yourself dead. And I'm like, I'm still not. And I never did because I left at like 530 in the morning. So I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> well, he's taken to death staring the snake. Mm. The snake does not know he exists, and it bugs him. <laughs> so <laughs> he just stares up at the snake I enclosure. I just imagine Rocco being, like, staring at that snake, and the snake is just like, 
wrapped up under the little log like I don't know who's here I don't care he's just asleep and it's like a thundering night and the lightning cracks and all you see is like Rocco like every time the lightning cracks he just gets closer to the cage that's essentially it until he's like got both of his paws up there next to his face like (laughs) just evil glaring into the glass and Monty the snake is just fucking oblivious he's like I am old damn it get away from me fuck off (laughs) I snap at you like I do with my food. <laughs> Jesus, he's fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But yeah, that's my sweet spot. Pets. Pets. That's all I got right now. Pets and other podcasts. Pets and podcasts. Yeah. Oh, uh, spinoff podcast. Yeah. We talk about pets and podcasts. <laughs> well, I'll just talk about how much I can't stand Jimmy Fallon. But that's for another day. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess this is us signing off. Um, yeah, take care of yourselves. It's a... It's a hard world out there. It's hard, and it's definitely, at least, um, not to get, like, too dark, but, like, I think Delta and I can both speak to the fact that we, we, we both know personally that, uh, it is a hard thing to advocate for yourself, to Mm -hmm. say the least, and to advocate to the fact that you have a life and your life is worth living, even if it feels like you should just stay in bed for 16 hours, like... You matter to somebody, and although we are not licensed professionals, like, we appreciate you. Yes, we love you. If you listen, and you listen to our voices laugh and giggle, and hopefully we can bring some type of brevity to your life, because we just try. And sometimes, yeah, we go on these, like, deep dishes where we get very into our feelings, but it's just because we want... To be able to just say, the world is a little bit much. It's a bit and much. And we feel it too. We don't feel the need to like gloss up our lives for for people. If there's anybody that's the least glamorous person in the world, <laughs> she's right here. Oh my gosh. See, don't say that. Don't call my friend not glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> I can be glamorous, but am I on a daily basis? No. So. Says the woman who literally has Corella DeVille hair right now. I mean, a little glamour never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But basically what I'm trying to say is we're not trying to pretend we're fine. No. Because we're definitely not. I mean, that's kind of the joy of our friendship is that, like, we don't, we literally <laughs> will call each other and be like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay either. All right, well, let's just not be okay together at least. Let's scream (laughs) let's just sit on the couch and not be okay for a couple hours it's like yep let's just do that all right cool and we we enjoy bringing you all in if that's what you need if you need someone to just feel like i'm gonna just sit on the couch and not be okay we are we are we get it join us sit on the couch with us Mm -hmm. thank you for joining us yes i'm sorry i was gonna say uh anytime you say join us i think of pippin not to bring him back to theater but <laughs> yeah. to kind of bring him back to theater join us yeah join so, us join us have a great meal indulge in yourselves indulge in your life this has been dish of the day and i'm delta and i'm sorry i said fuck you to you earlier i apologize <laughs> I'm Ursa and I regret nothing. <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact with Dish of the Day, you can email us at dishofthedaypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash dish of the day podcast. We are also on Instagram at dish of the day podcast. 
and our cover art was made by Gabriella Zaratka, who you can also follow on Instagram at windcriesgabby, that's W-I-N-D-C-R-I-E-S-G-A-B-I. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.